Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Praise God. Well, I'm glad you're here today. And um, we're in the middle of this wonderful um, series. Tony has had had a desire for us to just look at Jesus, the healer, God, our healer. And uh, so we are, we're into um, this session. Every one of them has been good. Our God has so many wonderful things about him that one name didn't describe him. And because he is a spirit, uh, you can't see a spirit. Our, our God, uh, you can't reach out and, and touch him. Jesus said in John the fourth chapter, Uh, in his description about his father he said God is a spirit and if you worship him you must worship him in spirit and truth and and it's such um, an important thing for us to know that because unlike unlike uh, religions where there is a an idol where you can see it or touch it our God is a spirit but what is what is that and there are so many ways without, without uh, a revelation of who God is, misconceptions, and people come up with the wrong ideas of what he's like, and they made idols actually to depict a God that they thought God is. And so some, I've seen some of those gods, and some of those gods are grotesque and ugly, and you look at their faces, and they're mean, and they're mad, and... Um, I would think, you know, especially during the time we lived in Singapore and we, uh, we lived up closer to maybe different, different expressions and idols of God and uh, that somebody would, would worship something that was so mad at them in their appearance. And um, what I love then about the way our God is, because he is a spirit, he revealed himself so that we could know who he is, so that we could relate to him based upon truth and that we wouldn't be confused. And so he named himself in the Bible, several different names he gave himself. And through those names, we would be able to to see an aspect of him and interact with him correctly. One of those names, you know, um, El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough, and 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 he he is he is peace, he is righteousness, Jehovah, you know, Sid Canoe, and Tony mentioned some of those. But uh, the name that we're looking at today is Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, and we find this name, the revelation of God in this name in Exodus the 15th chapter and verse 26 at the end of this verse of scripture God says about himself he said I am the Lord who heals you we were just singing it I am the Lord who heals you Um, other translation I am the Lord your healer or uh, the, the actual the Hebrew Jehovah Rapha God who heals the healer now, um, when I was in high school, I signed up to be in a, a class 
woodworking class and uh, the project during that year for every single student, you had to uh, make a, a little cedar chest, just a little box cedar chest. And I did, I, I measured it, cut it out of wood and put it together and uh, it was a little wonky. <laughs> and uh, it was the only thing I ever made out of wood um, before and, uh, and the only thing I ever made out of wood uh, since. And so you would not call me Patsy uh, Caminetti, the builder. I did build, but I am not a builder. But in thinking about this name of God, God does not just heal. And on occasion, we may catch him doing a healing. It's not like that. He is healer. It is who he is. And because of his immense heart of compassion and desiring to express that heart of healing to people, even before Jesus came and paid the price, redemptive price, for, the, for our bodies to be healed by taking stripes on his back, God, even in the Old Testament, was healing people because he wants us well. And not only did he provide one way of healing uh, to express his heart, but there is a myriad of ways that God expresses his wonderful heart of healing. So we're calling this today our magnificent healing God. And we're going to look not, an not at an exhaustive list of, of methods of, of ways that our God heals, but we're going to look at a few. And we're also going to just um, heighten our awareness of what's available to us because it, there is a high chance that we are not taking advantage of this healing heart of our Father. And there's so many different ways that he gets his healing to us and we're going to look at them today. Going to look at these, these uh, particular methods of healing command of faith, gifts of the Spirit, the Word, prayer of faith, requ prayer requests, you can turn in prayer requests, laying on of hands, uh, receiving from the glory, uh, the praise cure. So these are only uh, some of the ways that he heals, but we're going to try to cover all of them. And these kinds of methods don't just um, take place and don't just function in a church, they can function anywhere because God is everywhere and he is the healer. But we certainly expect to see him healing people when we come together. So the first one that we're going to look at, uh, we won't take a whole lot of time with it because Tony's already talked about that, and it's the command of faith, a command of faith. And Jesus said in Mark the 11th chapter in verse 23, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no doubt about this, whoever, can we just say whoever? Whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he shall have whatsoever he says. Now, so what Jesus was describing here is not a prayer. What Jesus is describing very plainly is not directed to the Father. What Jesus is describing here is a command directed to mountains. 
you look at the life of, of Jesus, his healing ministry, and the, the three years of ministry, and you, you examine every healing te- testimony, and you'll find that even though uh, Jesus' life was a life of constant interaction with his father. And then even just this last week in my devotions, I read that Jesus uh, read again. You know how you'll see things in the Bible that will stand out to you afresh. And it did to me this week that Jesus spent the night in prayer. So Jesus was, uh, he was in constant communion with his father. Prayer was something he engaged in. But when he dealt with sickness, He didn't pray. He commanded. It's an interesting thing. He commanded things to go. He commanded people to be well. Stretch forth your hand. And he'd tell the devil what to do. It wasn't an asking. It wasn't a... It wasn't a, well, let's see if we can work something out here. It wasn't a begging. It wasn't, you know, whatever. He was given commands. I love that. It's a, it is one of the methods of healing. Uh, this one, he said, whoever. This isn't just for professionals only. This isn't just for authorized personnel only, unless you know the fact that you as a believer are authorized because you're a whosoever. And you can command. And so uh, this is one that you can utilize in your own home. It's a very, uh, not only for ministry to other people, but also it's one of the main ways um, that I receive healing is commanding things to go, uh, viruses to go, causes for pain to go, telling my body what it is going to do and what it's not going to do. Amen. So this just flat out works. And so uh, what we've already talked, uh, Tony's talked about the command. Uh, faith, we're going to look at the gifts of the Spirit. Um, in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 4, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, was saying that there are diversities of gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're gifts, but the same Spirit. Actually, if you read that whole passage, there are nine different unique gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, what's important for us uh, to know is it says this in verse 7, but the manifestation of those nine gifts is given to each one, not just to Uh, You know, not just the spiritual leaders. It's actually given to each one so that we can profit. And so these gifts are available. I think sometimes if we're not aware of it or if we forget about it, uh, we don't activate by faith the possibility of these gifts in being in operation. So again, I'm going to emphasize the fact that these, the things of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available to us not just when we come together but because we're a part of his body, they can work They can work anywhere we are. Praise the Lord. So let's keep going in this passage in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Look at verse 8. Now, I'm going to um, have us look at, of this list of nine, there are some of these gifts that are particular for dispensing healing. And they don't just work... Um, Uh, singularly only 
They work collaboratively, like the fingers of your hand. If I'm going to pick up this Kleenex, I don't just do it with, uh, you know, with a finger. Uh, fingers work together. And so the gifts of the Spirit work together to accomplish things. And so um, we're going to look at a list of different gifts that are dispensers of the heart of God in healing. The first one here is the word of knowledge through the same Spirit to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings. That's obvious that that is a dispenser of healing by the same spirit. To another working of miracles, also obvious that that would be a dispenser of healing. To another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. But any of the gifts that I've just mentioned here could be a work singularly or they could work collaboratively to to uh, dispense this wonderful he healing. All right, but we're going to back up to word of knowledge. What is word of knowledge? Well, God is omniscient. That means he knows everything. There isn't anything that he doesn't know. So he knows everything about you, and he knows everything about me. And what's amazing is he knows everything about us, and he loves us. Can anybody say amen in this room? But what he also knows is everything about your body. And so he knows, he knows any kind of malfunction. He, he knows whatever the cause. He knows even <clears throat> things of your soul that may be wonky, that, that erupt actually in sickness in your soul, or I mean in your body. He knows all of that. But what good does that do us, that he know all that? if that knowledge can't be shared, and secondly, if it doesn't matter to him. Here's the deal with the word of knowledge. When he gives a word of knowledge, he doesn't just give all knowledge. We couldn't stand that. But what he does give is a sliver. It's a word, not a book, just a word, a word of knowledge. And it helps you, it enables us to know what God knows. And through that word of knowledge, it's not just like, I know something that you don't know. It's not that kind of thing. Through that word of knowledge, it is a display that he cares. I'm talking about the word of knowledge where it, ha it, it pertains to healing. When God, with his knowledge, says, and he describes something or identifies something, uh, it helps us to know that he knows and that he cares, and it helps elevate our, our, our expectancy to receive an answer. It's so wonderful. So we have word of knowledge all the time. It could be um, called out from the platform. It could be, and sometimes it was. I know, uh, you know I'm seeing Brunson back here and, and, and Henry, and different ones, different ones. There was on Friday night, there was... Um, there was um, um, after Des shared a testimony uh, from his, his mama, um, he got a word of knowledge that there was somebody that had pain in their, under their rib. And, um, and sure enough, there was a woman came forward and, and received healing right then and there. Right then and there. And also, you know, uh, just, here, just here recently, Henry um, uh, had had a tracheotomy back in November. October, 
October and uh, there was a word of knowledge that God was healing, wanted to heal people with, with chronic uh, throat conditions and he, he just received that. He received that. He hadn't been able to sing since October and he's just, he's just yodeling now, hey? <laughs> so, so, uh, so it, it just gives an opportunity. Now, could he have received any other time in any other way? Yeah, but what that does is it says, I know about you, I know about that, and I have something for you right now to receive. So uh, we believe that the, the, the word of knowledge doesn't just function again in, in here when, when we're together. It can function uh, through, the, through the body of Christ. And so we've had all kind of testimonies of people that, that have had a word of knowledge about maybe a family member or somebody that they just even met on the street. And God gives them a little slice of knowledge and they're able to receive healing and receive help from God. So word of knowledge is definitely a way. We're going to look at um, also the gift of faith and, and uh, also gifts of healings. Now these two can work singularly, but oftentimes they work together. And a lot of times when the gift of healing and wor working of, of faith... Um, work together, they're a bit demonstrative. Uh, they can be, they can really quite be uh, quite spectacular even. And uh, so an example, example of these happening is back in Second Kings, the fifth chapter. There was a, a Syrian uh, military leader who had leprosy. And his wife's maid said, there's a prophet in Israel that could help. And so he made his way there with an entourage. And Elisha uh, came out, or didn't came out, he came, sent a word out about what to do. And what he was to do was to dip in a river Jordan, a muddy river of Jordan, seven times, and that would cure leprosy. Well, you're not going to get that prescription from your GP. So what I'm saying is it can be a little bit demonstrative. And sure enough, Naaman dipped in the River Jordan seven times. Bam! He's completely healed of leprosy. Another example of these two gifts going together is, is in John the ninth chapter. And Jesus uh, spit on the dirt and, and he mixed it up and made clay. That's odd. I reckon we need to start doing that. Don't you think we just ha have like a little container of mud here or dirt here and just go to spitting? Anyway, what made it work is that it was a gift of healing together with a working of faith, a gift of faith. So he, he made that, and different theologians, and this is not, you won't find this in the Bible, uh, but they surmise that it could be, why did Jesus do that on this particular blind man? Because sometimes he commanded or he touched and they were healed. This one, he made clay and put it on this man's eyes and told him to go wash it in a certain pool, the pool of Siloam and he could see. And theologians say it could be that he actually didn't even have eyeballs. And it, it could have been a creative miracle, actually, like together even with the working of miracles, that the, his eyeballs were created. 
Don't we love our healing God? Don't we? This is our Jesus. This is what he does. And not just what he did, this is what he does. And he does even through the gifts of the Spirit. Tony gave an example um, the week before last where he told my brother, um, he, I was there, and, he's, and I knew what was happening with my brothers, uh, that he had, had football knees, and they would just go out. And um, uh, Tony told him to run, and he, he was always a fast runner. He took out running around the auditorium, and, uh, and this all the while, he, uh, Tony didn't know it, but that he had just been to the doctor, and his knee was completely wrecked. And my brother just around the auditorium, bam, healed. So uh, those kind of things, those are fun. They're real de demonstrative. And, and you think, sign me up for one of those kind of healings. Or you could be thinking, well, um, uh, I, 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 I want one of that. I'm waiting, on, I'm waiting on a word of knowledge. I'm waiting on a gift of the Spirit. I'm waiting on somebody to, to have something for me, which would also include uh, divine appearances. It could be a, a divine appearance of Jesus coming in. I was telling the students a couple weeks ago about a lady by the name of Betty Baxter. If you want to Google and YouTube uh, an amazing story, look at that one, Betty Baxter, and how Jesus touched her, appeared in the room and touched the top of her head and she was completely physically deformed, totally every organ deformed. And Jesus touched the top of her head and, and hot oil just went, went down her body and she's just boom, completely healed. And um, so, uh, yeah, Jesus appears to somebody. Sometimes angels appear to people in bringing healing. Those are spectacular and amazing, and so sometimes people pray, and they're waiting for those kinds of things, like the troubling of the water. It, it also in John the ninth chapter, where an angel troubled the water. But there are other methods. There are other methods that you can appropriate healing that is for you and not just wait for a gift of the Spirit, and not just wait for a divine appearance or, or you know, something, something amazing to happen like that. The first one that we want to look at is the Word. The Word. The Word has healing properties in it. If you look at Proverbs 4, 20 and 22, it says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ears to my sayings, let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, they are life to those that find them, and my words, say my words, say God's words, are actually health to their flesh. Another translation says, your, his words are actually medicine, medicine. And so, because his words have healing properties in them, you can actually listen to the word, and the word will have a work of healing that will be ministered to your flesh. We, we believe in it. Uh, Tony and I uh, have both ministered. He mentioned it back in, in uh, maybe it was in the first service you did, in, in um, Russia. And uh, I was there... I was there years ago, 
before you know it, things changed it, under communism. And um, when I noticed in the hotel that we were, they had a, a pharmacy, and um, it, honestly, their pharmacy or their chemist um, was no bigger than about half the size of this drum kit. There was hardly anything in there. And, uh, you know, you go into any of our shops, our malls, and the chemist, there will just be rows and rows and stacks and stacks of medicine. Not there. Well, spiritually speaking, there is medicine for all our, our flesh, and we have our own little chemistry. I mean, chemists. It's right back there in that corner. <laughs> we have some books. We have some books and some, some product, not just for the enterprising or selling, but what we do, we, we have things like this as healing scriptures. And, and I know, because we do this. And we raise our kids this way. If something's going wonk in the body, you, you put on the scriptures or else have somebody read them. You just listen to the scriptures. Let those scriptures just, just wash over your body. The word itself is medicine. And then if you have healing music, listen to that music, sing that music. So the word is, Psalms 107 verse 20 said, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So we have back there uh, to just help access this kind of healing, a, a little pocket-sized medicine, <laughs> and on up to study courses, all kinds of different uh, lookings in the scripture on the subject of healing, both audio, audio and, uh, and word, so that we can do what Proverbs 4 says, keep it before your eyes, put it in your ears. How do you take medicine from the doctor? Well, usually it's orally. You know how you take medicine from the Bible? Also orally. You can also take it through the ears. Praise the Lord. So that is medicine. That word then can help build up your faith. And because um, faith does come from hearing the word and position you to do the next method of receiving, which is in Mark eleven twenty four says, I say unto you that whatever things you ask when you pray, believe, say believe, believe, that you receive them and you will have them. Notice that it doesn't say beg, beg, cry, uh, you, you know, throw yourself on the ground and, and hope to God that he's hearing and hope to God that you get an answer. And the reason I say it that way is because I know prayer can happen that way. You just think, is anyone out there? <laughs> Does anyone hear me out there? I, I really have a need. And, uh, but what Jesus was describing here is not that kind of praying. What Jesus described is when you pray, you actually believe you get it. Now, how can you get like that? How, how can you pray like that? Well, you don't, you don't just pray harder and pray stronger and pray all night. No, you let the word do the work. And your prayer is on a platform, not of your own works, not of praying how long you can pray, praying how loud you can pray, how many people you can get to pray. You pray based upon the promises of the word of God. And when you pray on this, you're strong. And when you pray, you believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Let's look at another method of prayer or method of receiving healing. 
you can request prayer. If you want, if you want some help, if, if you're struggling in, a, in, your, in your body somewhere, request prayer. James 5, 14 to 16. Uh, this is something I grew up with in, uh, in our home and with my dad and, and the way that we grew up in church. And it, it's this. Is anyone among you sick? Well, that's just too bad. Some are sick, some are not. So sorry that you're the kind that are. No, it, we're, look at there's something for people who aren't well. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. And what I love about our church, we do have elders that believe the promises of God, believe that God is a healing God, believe that prayer of faith saves the sick and God will raise him up. We can call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sin, they will be forgiven. So we, we have... If you want prayer with anointing oil, we have it. This last, this last week, uh, Pastor James and Ginny, we prayed for a, a, a dear sister in our church, and she requested oil. So we have oil. And I like oil. Oil is not the healing component. There's not like some m secret medical concoction in here. It's just olive oil. But when it's administered in faith... What it is a type of is the anointing. And the anointing destroys the yoke. And so what we do, we put it on there, and it, it's unlike water that evaporates, oil stays on there. And what it will help you get a picture of is that after prayer, the anointing stays and just keeps working. Don't you love that? And so there is immediate change for many people when they're prayed for. Immediately. Uh, this morning we were talking about um, one of the brothers in our church was praying for a man in the, in the market and, uh, yesterday. And he was immediate, his knee was immediately healed. And so there's those immediate things. But if it isn't immediate, it doesn't mean that the anointing didn't work. It means that it is working. Amen. Brother Hagen tells of a story where uh, he prayed for this little baby that had club feet. And the baby wasn't healed uh, um, by the sight of the eye. There was no apparent change after he said, Amen. Uh, but, but he told the mother, he said, keep the switch of faith on. Keep believing because that anointing is working in your baby's legs. And I can't remember the space of time. It was either that night or three night, two nights later, three nights later, she was bathing the baby. And she was just, uh, the baby was in the bath uh, tub and she was leaning over and right there in front of her in the water, those little club feet went ch -ch 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 and turned around. Okay, let's say hallelujah on that. So the anointing works. And you're not put off by time. You believe that the anointing works. So we have, we have that. And uh, we also, uh, we can come and pray. We have elders that can come and pray and come to the hospital and pray. We have a ministry time. We, we want to always make available different ways to come and receive healing. Don't stay sick. 
Come and receive healing. And we have a ministry time where we have a ministry team that is ready all the time up here. There is gifts of the Spirit in operation. There's people being used in, pro- in, in prophecy, in, in word of knowledge, all kinds of, of ways the Holy Ghost is engaging and good things. Now, uh, James 5, 15 says, confess your trespasses one for another, pray for one another that you may be healed, that you may be healed. There's also praying for one another, just praying for one another. Uh, you, you may not be praying with uh, having an elder pray, or, uh, but I tell you, anywhere, great healings happen in the home. People praying for one another, friends praying for one another. You can pray for one another. And then it says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And uh, the Amplified says it makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. If one of us is hurting, all of us, we can sense it. We, we, We want each other to be well. We surround each other, not with pity. Oh, you poor thing, you look horrible today. Oh, hon, better sit down. I've never seen you look so bad. That doesn't help anybody. What's wrong with you? You're pale. Oh, you look awful. Oh, hon. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry for you. Shut up. (laughs) Amen. If you want to help your friend, you don't want to be uncompassionate but give them something that helps, that changes it. Amen? God is compassionate, but he doesn't just leave you that way and pat your hand and say, oh, I know, it's terrible, it's terrible. Well, then help it. Pray, pray, word-based prayers. Amen. So let's look at another method. Uh, All of these we can talk longer on, but let's look at another one. Laying on of hands, laying on of hands. Oh, let me tell you this first before we get on to that one. We have, I don't know if they're in, in the seat in front of you, maybe stuck in the seat in front of you. We have these connect cards, but, and we really do want to connect with you. We want to have, because we want to be able to be in contact with you and you be in contact with us because we're a family, we're a body. If you're hurting, we want to know. We, if you're rejoicing, we want to know. So there's a place in here. But guys, look at Right down in this little corner, if there's a prayer request, write your prayer request because we have a prayer. We have prayer teams that can pray over your prayer request and join with you. You can put it on the website or on the e- in an email. And, and I'm just letting you know what's in our, our Holy Ghost uh, medicine cabinet that we may have forgotten is there and not be taken advantage. We, we ha- have cloths as well. And um, oh, the miracles that have happened. And this isn't hocus pocus or some woo thing. It's actually in the book of Acts that cloths and aprons were taken from the, from the body of uh, and, and Paul was, had them on him and the anointing went into the apron and because cloth can absorb the anointing just like it does oil. It absorbs the anointing and then it's taken to somebody who needs healing and that anointing will go into them. Amen. So uh, I know there's been times I've been standing by Tony uh, during time of worship or something. He said, my hands are just burning. 
There's healing here. There's healing. Guys, we want to do more with the healing anointing. It's searching. It's searching for people. And so uh, during those kind of times, we can lay hands on these claws and strong healing anointing goes in into those claws. Okay, that'll just help you. You just need to know that these helps are available to us and our families and our friends. And then let's look at laying on of hands. These signs will follow those who, say it again, these signs will, that who? The key word, and it was the key word in several of these verses of scripture, is believe. Why? Because believing activates the power. It's the switch that turns the power on, the healing power on, connects with it. And so in my name, they'll cast out devils, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It will not hurt them. Look at this last one, guys. We believe this. They lay hands on the sick and they recover. Praise the Lord. I was just saying that testimony about the, one, of, uh, one of the brothers in our church. He, you know, we have, I, you may not have known, but we have a healing booth that sets up every Saturday morning at the markets. And, and uh, we don't sell healing. We give it freely because that's the way it freely, freely he gives. And so he laid hands on, the, on a man who had a very, very painful knee. And immediately he was healed. And... Um, and recovering now and we have that all the time we have uh, we have from our church family not only does the pastor lay hands or not only does the ministry team lay hands the body of Jesus when he was on this earth people sought to touch him because healing went out of him if this is the body of believers we're a church family a church body what was in Tony's heart was from the very beginning that our church would not just be known as a one anointed healing minister in the church, but a church of healing family. Can you agree with that? That we carry healing into the workplace, into school, into the streets, anywhere we are, we bring healing. Also, we practice it. We practice it here. And on June the 5th, we're going to have a very special uh, laying on of hands service for that. And, and that's where you have these little cards. And you can invite somebody on June the 5th to come. And, uh, and we're going to have a special laying on of hands service. Uh, okay, let's look at another one. And again, this is not exhaustive. These, there's so many ways that God has to get healing over to us. Let's look at another one. It's called, I, I've called it here, receiving from the glory. Receiving from the glory. What does that mean? Well, Psalms 9 and verse 3, uh, it says, My enemies turn back. My enemies stumble and they perish before you, uh, or in other words, before your presence. Something that Tony has, has gotten for all of our, our church people or all of our staff that come together on uh, our team, we have, uh, we have wonderful people that give of their time every, uh, every week here. And they come, uh, uh, we have a, a group of them on, huh? 
And it, that, oh, good, thank you. We come together on Tuesday, and he has compiled some verses of Scripture for us to pray in agreement together. And he just reminded me that, th- that those prayers are on the website. You can agree with us, too. And you don't even have to be here. You can agree with us, too. But he has a, a section there for praying uh, about the presence of God, that our Our gathering time together is a time when the presence of God be so strong that when people come into this presence, that enemies melt at his presence. Can you agree with me about that? Uh, That bondages in the mind and in the body and different things are just broken just at the presence of God. Let me give you an example of what I saw years ago. With uh, This was in healing school, and Brother Hagen, uh, was preaching on healing uh, that day, but before he even, or he was going to, uh, he'd preach every day in those days in healing school. But this one day, we got to worshiping the Lord because uh, he's good and his mercy endures forever. And, and that one statement, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Acts ten thirty eight says God, uh, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Healing is good. So this day in healing school, we were saying the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. We said it for quite a while. Uh, The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And Brother Hagin just had us keep on saying it over and over. And, you know, we were all kind of like, okay, yeah, probably, probably done saying that, aren't we? <laughs> Been saying that for about 10 minutes here. Been saying the Lord, not, nothing else, just the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And then pretty soon we, kept, we quit thinking about the clock. We just began to be amazed at the goodness of God. <laughs> It's real. It's not just, oh, we've said that, tick that off. Then we don't know it yet. The goodness of God, the mercy of God. We're just worshiping God, saying it over and over. Well, the glory of God came in like a cloud. It rolled in from the back, this cloud, and just filled the room. And there was a woman sitting right back where you are, love, and um, she was just visiting that day, and um, she had had an operation that, uh, the, for her thyroid, and they accidentally slit her esophagus. And that was several operations before. They had done 11 subsequent operations trying to, to fix what had been damaged. But the sad thing was is that as a result of, of what happened there, is she had not been able to take anything by mouth for two years. And she was sitting back there. You could see she had a, to- a tube running down her, through her nose and into her stomach. She'd had to eat by that tube all this, all this time. Wow, this glory had saturated the room. We weren't thinking about any other thing other than his goodness and his mercy. She realized she was healed. 
And she had an overwhelming desire to pull that thing out that had been in her nose and down into her stomach for all this time. She pulled that out. Well, we didn't even know. This had nothing to do with us saying anything. This is just her in the presence of God. Guys, listen. Well, let me finish the story. There was a, a restaurant across the street from where we had healing school called Montezuma's. And she had an overwhelming craving for Mexican. And she went across the street after two years of not eating anything through her mouth and ordered two Mexican dinners and downed the whole thing completely healed by the presence of God. Guys, this is what we're believing. You can believe with us that when we come together, he is in the midst of us. We declare it every time we're together, but we want to raise our consciousness that he is here. You don't have to feel him with your skin. Know that he said he was here. And when we believe it, and, and we're not, we start worshiping him. We don't have to wait to be cranked up to do it, guys. Let's come in here and acknowledge that he is here. Sing his, sing his praise. He manifests, and people who need him can experience his healing and delivering touch wherever they are in this room. Do you believe it? So the last one, then we're going to just, just close with this one today, if, the, healing, if the, um, the team can come, please. In Acts, the 16th chapter, and verse 25, it says, but at midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises. Remember, they were in a prison in chains, singing praises to God, and the prisoners were listening to them or heard them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. We have a book called The Praise Cure. Do you know another way to receive healing is based upon the truths that you learn from the Word of God? You can, you don't even have to do this in church. I can't count how many healings that I or my children have received in our bedroom, in the kitchen, just praising God, praising God for the truth that no matter how your body is talking, that the Word of God will not change. And if you stand on that Word, then your body will have to change. Amen. Oh, we have so many testimonies testimonies of how how a connection with God and it isn't just that you know if you praise enough praise God enough and he'll do something no he has done something he is some way and you're connecting with what he is amen that's what praise is it's not wrenching God's arm behind his back it is absolutely connecting with the heart that yearns to minister Hallelujah. Today we're going to receive healing. Um, and we're going to have, have a ministry team up here in the front uh, to minister to you if you desire. They're here not just for healing, but for other things too. And uh, you sure never, ever when you come to church want to go home as you came. You want to go home a different way and changed by the power and the word of the Lord. So... 
But before we do, we've come to a place of the service that's so important, and it is an opportunity for anybody who does not know personally this healing God to make Him your Lord. If you today don't know if you were to pass from this life, if you would go to heaven, you don't know that things are right between you and God. You don't know that. You can know that. You must know that. Today is the day to know that. We're going to give you an opportunity in just a bit. Also, if you're here and you don't, and you, you don't know what's happened, perhaps you've gotten confused, messed up, pulled, pulled in other directions, anyway, whichever way, you have lost your consciousness of your commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you want to claim today, you want to claim a commitment that you made a long time ago to Him, that Jesus is your Lord. You want to, you want to come into an awareness that you lost somewhere along the line. You want to know that your Father's arms are open for you today. He won't cast you out, He'll take you in. The third invitation, Tony said he's there in China and all those, those kids got filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, he's not just filling the, with the Holy Ghost people in China. Anybody who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit, a wonderful experience that comes from the Lord Jesus, a subsequent to salvation after you're born again, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to bow your heads, everybody to bow your heads. I want to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you know everybody here. And if I've just described anybody here who needs to ask Jesus to be the Lord of their life, who needs to know that everything is right between them and God, needs to know that if they were passed from this life that they would go to heaven, that there is no way that they can go to heaven except making Jesus their Lord. Father, I pray for anybody here that like the prodigal son just needs to come come back to father come back to an awareness of his love it never left he never changed they just need to come back to that awareness and come home i pray father god if there's anyone here that has never been filled with the holy spirit that today would be the day they'd come and receive this wonderful gift from god in jesus name thanks for listening we're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.